Chris Schultz, how are you? Kia ora, Catherine. I'm doing fantastic. How that are you? is great. Uh, well, how about Killers of the Flower Moon, currently in theatres and streaming soon on Apple TV Plus? Yeah, big big film, huge film. I think probably the the biggest release before the end of the year, one of the year's biggest releases. Uh, also, one of the longest films I've ever seen, and I've seen Avatar too. This um, this yeah, I. I I finished this film and my legs were numb. That's how long this film is. But I didn't want to move. It's it's a really uh, enchanting story. This is, uh, of course, Martin Scorsese's magnum opus, Colors of the Flower Moon, that uh, he's 80 years old now and he's still making these epic films, which is uh, very inspirational. Uh, this is a story about the Osage community of Native, Native Americans who were moved off their land uh, to sum it up real quick, they, they found oil deposits. They becomes, became some of the wealthiest people, uh, not just in America, but in the world in the 1920s because of this oil. And uh, then came along white people, white men in particular, who hatched this pretty devious, dastardly, terrible plot to uh, claim some of that money by marrying Osage women and then murdering them. And this happened to... Uh, it's believed more than 100 women in this community. The film focuses on one of them, Molly, who uh, Ernest, uh, she falls in love with her driver, Ernest, who's played by Leonardo DiCaprio. He's in full ugly mode, gross teeth, bad hair, gross accent, that kind of thing. Uh, and then he's sort of being instructed by his uncle to slowly poison her. She loses both her sisters. She loses her mum. And yeah, it's just it's one of those films that, sets things up, draws you in, and then spirals slowly. It just keeps twisting and getting darker and grimmer. It very much felt like one of the horror films from Ari Aster, who Martin Scorsese has said he was inspired by. There's, there's just little moments in here, little kind of hor- horrific moments that sort of jar you and, and, and sink you deeper into it. It's, it's, it's a stone cold masterpiece. Uh, it's, a, you know, you, you'll see this on the Oscar nominations for sure when they come out. The only, um, criticism I think you can really throw at it, and it's a valid one, is that, uh, someone perhaps closer to the story from the Osage community, uh, maybe would have told this in a slightly different way, perhaps focusing less on Leonardo DiCaprio's character and more on Molly, the Native American. Uh, victim in all of this, especially at a time when sort of Native American stories are uh, becoming increasingly popular. And, and that, uh, if you've seen Reservation Dogs, you'd know uh, just how good they are at telling their own stories. But yeah, aside from that, uh, it's three and a half hours, you won't want to move. It's it's incredible. Very good. Uh, and anyone that's not for, do you think? Anyone who it's not for? I mean, kids. <laughs> Definitely not kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just because of those little grim moments. There's just, just occasional, and also three and a half hours. No kid's going to sit through that, right? Uh, if you do want to wait, by the way, uh, until it's out of theatres, Apple hasn't announced when it's coming on streaming, but if you need toilet breaks, if you want to be able to make your own snacks, you could wait a couple of weeks until it's on Apple TV. Very good. Okay, so that is your first selection for us today. Now, Beckham's on Netflix. I've only just started mm. it, and I haven't got very far. Is it one you need to persevere with? Are you a football fan, Catherine? Uh, I'm a modest football fan, but I always love a great story about any athlete. Um, it's just taking a wee while to get going, but, but you know, 
I think yeah, it, it's uh, I do yeah. I, you're right. I if you told me I was going to get emotional at a David Beckham documentary before I started it, I would have been like, no way, forget about it. Uh, I did get emotional at this. It's a very intimate portrayal of David Beckham. It's quite funny. They sort of go behind the scenes of his life, and he's he's quite private, right? Like he and uh, Victoria Beckham, his spy school wife. You don't see much of them these days compared to their the peak of their celebrity in the, the late 90s and early 2000s. So you sort of get this glimpse of their, their, their family life. He's a he's totally OCD. He um, can't handle a chair being out of place or a salt shaker out on the table. He grills one mushroom at a time and he organises his wardrobe a week in advance. So there's that aspect to it. I think where this gets really meaty is when they start looking at what went on with the paparazzi in the 90s. And I think we're all kind of wrestling with that at the moment. I've seen some clips shared on social media lately of uh, Victoria Beckham going on a TV talk show after she gave birth and the, the host pulled out some scales to weigh her, which is horrific. It would never happen now and it shouldn't have happened then, but things like that were happening back then. You know, they would drop their kids off at school and it would be live streamed on television. There would be helicopters flying overhead. He'd they get- did kind of... <laughs> As celebrities do, um, they did kind of seek some publicity, but on their terms. And that is the, the deal you do with the devil in some ways, isn't it? Totally. They, Yeah, you're right. They did. I think the level to which it got to, though, the, the extremes when entire football stadiums are chanting things I cannot repeat here at Victoria Beckham, uh, that level of stuff is the stuff that, that shocked me, you know, when it, when it turns really... Nasty. They interviewed. Yeah, it's called misogyny. It's not a new thing. <laughs> That's true. Mm. That's true. They um. One of the best bits is, is an interview with the Manchester United. Uh, the woman who runs the front desk. She's like in her nineties, and she starts talking about, uh, you know, the the mail they used to get when when David Beckham became popular, and he got yes underwear sent in the mail, but also like when things turned ugly, when he got the red card against Argentina in the World Cup, they were getting bullets sent to them too. She's She's a delightful little character in this. Okay, so on balance, you sound like you're absorbed. I think you do need to, um, and, and this is often the case, you know, with 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 anything, you need to just persevere sometimes as something ramps up and you get into the interesting stuff. It begins, of course, with his childhood and that first amazing goal. Mm. Um, but then we get into the, the rest of the story. Uh, the way it was told, the way it's told, um, because... You know, you can just sort of have people sitting on a sofa and then splice in some images of things. Was it particularly sophisticated in the way it's done stylistically? Yeah, so the guy behind us is uh, Fisher Stevens. He's Hugo. He plays Hugo in Succession. Uh, uh, he's he's brought a kind of a Succession element to it. If you listen to the music, it's there's a lot of strings, a lot of orchestral stuff to it. And then he gets people, he does this amazing thing where he gets people to stare in the camera and films them as they're watching old footage of games. And it's just this really close-up, intimate portrayal of people's faces as they're kind of reliving these football highlights. I think the thing this documentary does really well is that it hits both uh, the football fans, right? Like my son is a mad football fan. I initially started watching this with him, and he was engrossed in it. But then my wife saw us watching it. She's not a football fan, hates football, just like Victoria Beckham does. 
and uh, she is now watching it on her own, independently of us, in her own time. So she yeah. is also enjoying it because okay, of that so celebrity stuff. Beckham is on Netflix. The Enfield Poltergeist is on Apple TV+. Plus. <sighs> yeah, it's Halloween, so soon. So uh, there's a few things. Uh, there's a lot of things coming out that uh, you can get some spooks from. There's a new Saw film. There's a really great show on Netflix called The Fall of the House of Usher. Uh, this, though, this is my pick for Halloween. Uh, this is based on well, what is believed to be a true story. It, it, it could have been a hoax. It was a haunting in a house in the late 1970s in London where two girls and a woman, their mum, lived. And unexplained things began happening. Chairs would be thrown across rooms. Uh, Lego and marble would, like, sort of flick at people. They'd hear knocks and voices in the wall. And a scientist... Uh, turned up with a microphone and a pad and pen and began documenting all of this. And what the show does is use those notes and use those recordings to recreate it all. And the show does one thing that is so creepy, and it's the thing that made me watch this in the daytime with the lights on, and that's that they get actors to mime to the interviews that he did. So the actors are miming the original 1970s interviews, which cannot be easy to get the, all of those timings right. But they do it so well, and it's just so creepy. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I I couldn't... I'm not someone who gets scared very easily, but, yeah, I, I, um, I found this to be a little... Uh, the hairs on my, the back of my neck stood up. It is, of course, uh, there are rumours or it's believed that this could have been a hoax by the two girls in the house. There's a famous photo of this in which one of them uh, appears to be levitating, although cause she could be jumping off the floor. But the show does make you want to go back and sort of revisit that time. And I certainly spent a lot of time looking at that photo online, trying to work out if it is faked or not. Uh, get your um, Get your creep fix out of that one then by the sounds of it <laughs> yeah that's that would be my pick for halloween but i mm, look i've got one episode to go i, I still don't know if i want to do it or not yeah you do, you <laughs> do. thanks so much chris schultz the enfield poltergeist is on apple tv plus beckham is on netflix and killers of the flower moon is in theaters and streaming on apple tv soon